1: General four fly nylon cord tires. Uh, they're long mileage Duragen tread rubber, Duragen tread. Priced low at only two for $29.90 for size 650 13, which fits the Whippet, the Cord, and the Alice Chalmers. Uh, you can check up uh, on these fantastic tires at your local general tire headquarters. It's listed in the general tire section of the yellow pages. You just look them up there. The Alice Chalmers was great. It had a two cylinder opposed engine. Very good. Uh, Yes. Uh, Oh, uh, one more note, too, before we go any further, Uh, for those of you who will probably be listening tomorrow, uh, there's going to be complete coverage of the Apollo 17 shoot, which is America's last moon shot. And uh, gee, I'm sorry. I'd love to have seen that. You know, the last one. Probably, they probably—they say it's probably going to be the last uh, actual live, walking around men on the moon till the 21st century, quite probably. And it's going to be on tomorrow night. I don't know when it's going to start, but uh, it doesn't say. But uh, you just tune in. <laughs> Typical the continuity department. The basic facts are never there. But uh, we're going to cover it. Jack Allen's down there. And uh, from liftoff to recovery, live on WOR Radio, of course, as opposed to, you know, all those other secondary mediums. And uh, we have another little thingy here. Speaking of the West Side, one of the great uh, legends of the West Side, if I can tie it in with this, is uh, the House of Chan. And they are on the West Side. They're on uh, 7th Avenue and 52nd Street. He's been there for 35 years, so he is a legend. Food is great. And it's a it's an elegant, elegant Chinese restaurant. It's outstanding even among gourmet restaurants. They have 22 chefs working there all the time. By the way, that's true. I was in their kitchen. Nothing is done in that kitchen until you order it. And each guy has his own specialty. So if you walk in there and, uh, and uh, you want a sweet and sour uh, Big Boy Burger, you know, outside <laughs> country, Oh, yes, that's philosophically East Side. In fact, it's the ultimate philosophically East Side With would insult a lot of those people to be told they live on the West Side. And, and, and people here in New York have distinct tastes where they want to live. Uh, people who can move around have distinct tastes. Some people would never think of moving out of the East Side because it has certain social connotations in New York. Although they're not as strong as they used to be, uh, moving... Uh, it used to be years ago the great ambition of families who lived over on Central Park West to make it across the park Uh, you know this is the Marjorie Morningstar world Uh, That it was always a great dream to wake up one morning and you're living on the east side, it would be like suddenly being transported to Oz but uh, those ideas are kind of slipping out because there's a great deal of uh, I find a great deal of life and tremendous flavor on the west side that you don't find on the East Side, it's a different kind of thing. So, uh, to to go back uh, historically, if uh, if I may, as you you come up, as you come up uh, uh, Fifth Avenue, Fifth Avenue of course is the dividing line. Uh, The avenues run all the way over to give give me an idea of the number of avenues. You go all the way over to First Avenue, which is right on the river, on the uh, East Side. Naturally, they go First, Second, Third, Fourth, Fifth. 4th uh, Avenue is a kind of truncated avenue and becomes, at one point, Park Avenue, in case you're curious. <laughs> and, uh, and then as you go further west, you finally reach 6th uh, uh, Avenue, which stops at the park. It, it, it does not go any further than the park. Then 7th Avenue, which also likewise stops at the park. Then you, you hit Broadway as you go further west, on Eighth Avenue, Ninth Avenue, Tenth Avenue, Eleventh Avenue, and scattered in between are little places like uh, West End, Amsterdam, various shorter streets that run north and south. Now, uh, there are, there are main streets that cut through uh, streets, not avenues, but streets. Is what it's the it's the real name of what uh, the area uh, down around uh, anywhere from a, from the high twenties. 30s, really, the early 30s, up to about 50th Street, and from about 7th Avenue West. It's what used to be called Hell's Kitchen. That term uh, isn't used much anymore, but uh, is uh, is a term that used to be. By the way, good question about that area. That area, back in the early days, Clinton used to be a farm area, back around 1810, 1820, 1830 and uh, it changed uh, around the Civil War and became a great area for docks. Not only docks but also railroad area. That was a tremendous railroad uh, during the Civil Wars where a lot of the rail work was done in that area and of course it changed then. It uh, no longer was a farm area and became a transportation center, which it still is. Uh, This is where all the great warehouses are and you see thousands of trucks leaving that area every morning and coming in there and that's the Clinton area. Now, that also was known as the Tenderloin, and this was one of the toughest sections of New York in the, back in the 1800s, and as a matter of fact, was one of the toughest sections in the world. <laughs> that, that, that area was unbelievable. Uh, there were two famous gangs, incidentally. Now, I don't know where I know all this stuff, but uh, as you'll notice, I'm not working with notes. So uh, there were two famous gangs. I'll give you a... a Question, what were the two famous gangs that made Hell's Kitchen uh, known as Hell's Kitchen? No, they had a, a strange name. What were they called? Come on. Does anybody know anything about the New York area? Well, I'll give you a clue. One of the gangs, one of the gangs' name, curious, one of the gangs' name, they were both named after animals. One of the gangs was named the Dead Rabbits. <laughs> and there was a reason for that. <laughs> and the the other gang was known as the Gophers. Now, that has a kind of nice bucolic sound, kind of a friendly sound. You know, the Gophers are playing the Rabbits today, right? Well, this, this, was, a, this was a real tough scene down there. And uh, that was the, the whole Hell's Kitchen area. And, you know, curiously enough, uh, back in in the, in the early 50s, up through the mid-50s, there was a, a, a nuttiness that I thought, I personally thought was extant in America. It was a, in fact, it goes back probably to the early 40s. It was a, a curious romantic attitude towards that whole area of New York where they romanticized it. One of the most flagrant examples of that is Lenny Bernstein's West Side Story, which romanticized uh, the West Side so completely out of, uh, uh, you couldn't, if you'd ever been on the West Side, you, obviously Mr. Bernstein was never on the West Side. I mean, he <laughs> was almost unrecognizable. It was unbelievably romantic. And, and I'm sure that a lot of people really think that the New York West Side is like that. You know, colorful gangs and colorful guys leaping over fences and all—it's all choreographed down there in the old schoolyard. And, and it, was, it was kind of a uh, kind of an interesting thing. No one could get away with writing a thing like that today, but it, it's a nice period piece. Uh, the, also, again, Bernstein, uh, another romantic attitude towards the West Side was Wonderful Town, which was pretty much set in Times Square area. But uh, nevertheless, as you go on up. For those of you who don't know that little bit of information, uh, Times Square is in the is really in the West Side. That's that's part of the West Side. And uh, as you go on up, then you get into that whole area of Central Park West, uh, the Museum of Natural History. No, that's not. A, yeah, oh no, yeah, that's up in that area. Yeah, all the way up around 80th or something like that. And uh, as you go on up there, you get these these great buildings that uh, that were built. Uh, back around the turn of the century, fantastic apartment houses. Wow. Uh, briefly for a while, I looked up in the 80s, and as you go up Broadway, one of the fascinating things you see up there are old theaters, movie houses. On Broadway, up in the 70s and 80s, by the way, that's a fantastic area up there. Boy, there's more action going on up there at any given hour of the night and day. It never stops. It's a human compost heap. It's wild. And as you get, as you get further up there, you see all these old theaters with great big... Uh, marquees all lit up, you see. In any, any other town, it would say uh, Rock Hudson, uh, Last Three Nights, uh, Rated R, you know, and so forth. But uh, up there, they have these old marquees, and there it says uh, squash, 29 cents a pound. Uh, apples, <laughs> fifteen cents a pound. you know, Butter, uh, special, uh, 79 cents a quarter pounds, and so on. And uh, what they've done is they've taken these old movie houses up there and turned them into, uh, into stores, stores, uh, uh, food stores, and they used the marquee to advertise what's ever, you know, going big this week. So uh, that, that neighborhood is great. That's, by the way, a very polyglot neighborhood uh, up there. You'll find it, people living, uh, practically every known nationality lives in that p- specific area, uh, including even such esoterica, that's such a people of such esoteric background that a friend of mine lived up on 81st Street just off Broadway, and one of those gigantic apartment houses that are in there. And uh, the guy in the next apartment—nobody really knows anybody up there, you know, really, because it's a big city and it's a, it's a, it's a moiling uh, all-night scene up there. Great delicatessens in that area too, incidentally. So he—he he, he kept seeing this guy look kind of peculiar. So one, the guy in the next apartment. So one day he's in the elevator with this guy, and he's all dressed up. And uh, they got talking and and my friend says to him, uh, excuse me, he said, uh, uh, just what is your nationality? I'm just curious. And uh, he says, oh, I'm an Eskimo. And uh, he was a a bona fide Eskimo who had had come down years before with his family for some reason. They were involved in some kind of an uh, Eskimo art exhibit down here in New York. And he liked New York so well that he stayed here. His old family, now he's living up uh, on the 80s. He's an Eskimo. Now, <laughs> you won't find that much on the east side. Now, it's a, it's a kind of a, you know, it's... Oh, by the way, one more thing, too. I just got a call from somebody and asked me about it. Yes, uh, we will... Did I mention we're going to be in Philadelphia? Yeah, I'm going to be in Philadelphia. Noon, this Saturday. Noon, at Wanamakers. So you be there with the uh, things hanging out of your ears. And we're going to sign books, you know, the Ferrari. We'll be right there. So it's noon Saturday, Wanamakers, Philadelphia, the home of the boo bird. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) we'll probably get a few practice boos there in Wanam. Boo! Boo! Shepherd's going to be in Wanamakers. Boo! Boo! You know. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, oh, yeah, the, the, the boo bird in Philadelphia can boo without any reason or cause. It's just a, you know, it just grows out of the soul. So... We've got about 10 or 12 minutes. And I, I think you, that you find uh, much more validity out of uh, talking about life of people when you actually talk to the people. Uh, I am a West Sider. Uh, I have chosen the West Side to live on, and I've lived up... up uh, I've, in fact, uh, my, uh, the West Side is constantly changing. That's something that has to be said about it, too. That I lived on a, a street... On Sixth Avenue, which is on the West Side, one time, and my neighborhood theater, Herb, on the West Side, believe it or not, was uh, Radio City Music Hall. That was the name for me. <laughs> I was living on the West Side. Well, this is life on the West Side is like this. Uh, I had this. Uh, I lived in an apartment, and it was it was ripped off. By the way, uh, getting ripped off. Is a is a is a uh, fact of life. Very few people who've lived in New York for any length of time can honestly say they have not been in one way or another ripped off. Do you agree with that? I mean, even if it's uh, you know somebody steals the back end off your car, uh something's going to happen to you eventually. So I was it happened three times in this apartment. i kind of getting used to it. So in fact, I was even laying stuff out for the take and and uh, various things. So one day, I was told that uh, just out of the blue, they says, uh, building's coming down. I says, what do you mean? I got a two-year lease. Building's coming down. And uh, yeah, and I, I walked out of the apartment, and five minutes later, these tremendous trucks pulled up, and the guy started to chop up the building. So <laughs> everybody in the building, they rushed up. They're getting their stuff out. They're moving out. And within a week, the entire building had disappeared, and it was a new building. It was only there about 10 years. The entire building is gone they got a great big hole in the ground, and now that's where the Equitable Life Insurance Company is. You know, that big building on 6th Avenue. So life on the west side can be exciting. And I would, it, it really can. Your, your buildings liable just disappear out from under you. Now, I would like to ask, is there anybody listening tonight who lives in Chelsea? Anybody listening down in Chelsea? If you live in Chelsea, give us a call. Yeah, and, and while you're doing that, I want to talk to a guy living in Chelsea. I have my reason. If you're doing that, I'll, uh, while you're while we're waiting for a Chelsea call, I'll do a little spot here. Uh, by the way, this is the west side, Gramercy Park Close of 64 West 23rd Street. That's the west side in New York. And they say, did you ever wear a polyester double-knit suit? By the way, they are great. Did you ever wear them? Here? That's the only thing I'd wear now, man. They're great. Anyway, uh they, they have a great collection of polyester suits down at Gramercy Park. And uh and I you know it's a scary line in their commercials. It always says, Go through the big iron gate. I don't know whether they know that that's under under that's that's uh that's the uh underworld description of the pen. Did you know that? Man, he walks through the big iron gate. <laughs> I don't know whether the whoever writes this, maybe it's an in joke, I don't know. Uh, probably an employee wrote it. But uh, nevertheless, uh, go to Gramercy Park. They're open seven days a week, 64 West 23rd Street, <laughs> on the third floor. And they have these great polyester double-knit suits, and you 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 uh, save money doing it. Now, here, have we got a Chelsea uh, type? Where, uh, you, you, authentic, right? Authentic Chelsea. What number? Hey, 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 get her, get her. Which one? Uh, seven, that says. you holding up seven. Uh, that's better. All right. <laughs> Learn how to count your fingers. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you live in Chesley.
2: Yeah, man. Where do you live? Listen, first of all, I want to tell you, I think your show is so great that I sit here on uh, Monday and Tuesday nights at 10.15, and I make notes of everything you're saying, and I've got about a couple of books worth.
1: Good. You uh, say you write for Steve Allen and you're supplying <laughs> No, no, not
2: really. I write for, Are you, uh, you uh, waiting? Assessment.
1: Uh, hello. Yeah, we're okay. Uh, you're in you're in in Chelsea, huh? Yeah. Where do you live?
2: It's a wild town. Ain't it though? Yeah.
1: Where do you live on Chelsea?
2: In the Chelsea Hotel.
1: Oh boy, that's the home of Clifford Irving.
2: Well, yes, and then again, no. Not to give you an unequivocal answer. Actually, I was born in Joliet, Illinois, and that's why I'm so jolly. But now I'm known as the Pink pussycat of of Marjorie Parkway.
1: Hey, listen, turn down your uh, turn down your uh, your radio because you're oh, getting fe- I mean? yeah, you're getting the feedback because of the radio there. About that. There, no, that's, that's better. Now, you live. Now, I meant to mention the Chelsea Hotel. A lot of people outside of New York probably wouldn't know what this is, but this is a curious cultural monument. You'll admit it's sort of a cultural monument in New York.
2: Yes, and then again, no. i <laughs> give you an unequivocal an answer. I, you know, I like the way you sling those big words around yourself, it sends me. Well,
1: yeah, but I want to talk about Chelsea.
2: Right. And uh you know what's a very interesting landmark in Chelsea? What's that? The first night I ever came to New York City, I wound up at the McBurney Branch YMCA, which is right across the street from the Chelsea.
1: You side. know, you and I have a
2: fantastic
1: coincidence because that's exactly what happened to me. The first night I was in New York City, the very first night, yeah. I was in the Army. And uh, I I came in on a pass, and I'd never seen New York, and I was really you know, fantastic scene. You
2: know, that's what happened to me. And the guy, I came the New York on a pass from the Army, too. Uh,
1: d- did they send you to the Bernie Y? McBurney yes. Y? That's yes. what happened to me. Well, and, and they, they didn't
2: w- send me. I found it all by myself.
1: <laughs> well, you were, you were sharper than me. I, they, they sent me from the USO, and I, I wound up, uh, came down to this uh, place. It's on 23rd Street. and so It's one of the Ys that go back many, many years. And uh, they were filled up, but the guy says, you can sleep in the lobby.
2: You know the place I learned to swim was in a Y, in Geneva, New York. It had a little postage stamp pool, <laughs> the size of a postage stamp. <laughs> but it was great because I learned to swim there.
1: Yeah, well I I never I've, forgot how I've spent some some uh, some times, particularly when I was in the army uh, in the Y. But that I remember the McBurney Y, which is on Twenty Third, not too far from are the we Chelsea. The air now? Yes, we are.
2: Wow, because I wasn't listening to my radio anymore. That's, that's fine. Fantastic. Well, listen, I certainly appreciate you talking to me like that. Yeah, and I. I am such an admirer of yours, I can't begin to tell you, and I'm going to get a copy of your book, too.
1: Thank you. And uh, hang loose and, uh, you know, uh, keep keep a low profile down there. It can get exciting around Chelsea exactly. sometimes. I'm
2: really known as the pink pussycat of Mushaloo Park. So I'll explain <laughs> that sometime. I'll write you a letter. Good.
1: Good luck, man. Hang in. So that's a, that's a resident of Chelsea. It's a, it's a coincidence that he called from the Chelsea uh, Hotel. Uh, yeah. Hello. Yeah. I'm on 21st Street in between 10th and uh, Yeah, go ahead, talk up talk up in the phone, will you? Yeah,
2: okay, Gene, I'm
1: sorry You're on 23rd Street between No, no,
2: no,
1: no, 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 Street Oh, 21st, yeah Right, yeah, in
2: between 10th and uh, 9th
1: Avenue Yeah, Uh, I know where that area is Yeah, but that's quite a place down there Uh (laughs) <laughs> I I I I spend a lot of time going through there, and I live right right to south of there. Oh,
2: you do? Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. I guess that you uh, know our uh, Tony is in this neighborhood.
1: Oh well, you know I don't know him specifically, but uh, I know the area. And uh, how do you like living in Chelsea? That's what I wanted to ask it's you. Great, it's great, Gene. It really is. I mean, you know, like have to be on the ball,
2: but uh, you know, I was brought up on the east side, and if I got a little older, you know, I got a little place here. You know.
0: I made mean, a little
1: bit with a little writing, you know. And you dig it. And, uh,
2: but I had to buy the whole building.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. There's Right, thank you. Now, there's another resident of Chelsea. He he bought the whole building. He lives... What what do we got here? We got another... Now, I don't want to just talk to guys from Chelsea now. I'm getting a lot of Chelsea people now. Yeah, hello. Yeah,
2: hello. Hello.
1: Yes. Hi. Hi, ma'am. Uh, you live in Chelsea?
2: Yeah, I sure do. I live on 8th Avenue right around 20th Street.
1: Oh, yeah. Hey, that's a, that's a live area. Uh,
2: yeah, I just, I just moved in here. I, I just started going up to school here in New York. I, I haven't been in town. Oh,
1: you're long. a newcomer. You mean you don't know much about
2: Chelsea? Oh, no, I don't know much at all.
1: Well, you're gonna... I'm
2: learning a good deal from you, though. <laughs> you know? Like, I've learned a lot on your show.
1: Well, Chelsea, you know, Chelsea used to be one of the most elegant neighborhoods in New York. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. And you know that all the way back at the time of the Civil War, it was kind of the area where the writing types hung around. Uh, There were a lot of elegant writing, uh, you know, artists and so on lived in that area. And uh, particularly around that area where you are, 20th and 8th. And uh, uh, how do you like it so far? Where do you
2: come from? Atlanta,
1: Georgia. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a change. Oh, boy. uh, From Atlanta to Chelsea, it's the cultural shock, right? That's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) But you dig it.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm getting along
1: okay. It takes a while to get used to it, but once you get uh, attuned to it, uh, you know know what the scene is. I'll tell you one thing about the Chelsea area. Uh, There's more, I would say possibly more uh, diversity in one single little area than any particular compressed part of New York. You can go all the way from the most elegant townhouse. You know, there's a lot of great... Townhouses in that area,
2: oh yeah, I've got some buttes, wow. boy,
1: I'll tell you I mean there's one guy who's a famous movie producer. I wonder how many people know this uh, who owns a a probably one of the most beautifully restored brownstone townhouses in the country, right? Uh, right I would say within a half a block of where you are right now,
2: oh yeah, where is
1: it well <laughs> You may be having. Uh, you want to sell a movie script or something. He doesn't want it out, but it's fantastic. No, oh, you're studying architecture. Yeah. Boy, there's some wild uh, examples of uh, archaic architecture in that area. How about the uh, How about the Chelsea Hotel itself? You seen oh, it? Oh yeah, I
2: saw that the other day. It's a real trip.
1: Have you seen that uh, that Gothic uh, Salvation Army building there? Uh. Get over there on 23rd <laughs> Street. That, that looks like something right out of uh, the second or third dynasty in Egypt. <laughs> it's fantastic. Okay, man. Good to talk to you. All right, thank you. Well, that was it, man, for tonight. That was, uh, you know, you, f- you fall into the jargon after a while, you know, you get talking to people. <laughs> and uh, that was, uh, you know, the West Side story. And, and you can't do much about, uh, in, in uh, 45 minutes, about such an unbelievably complex area. You know, you, I, we didn't even get a chance to touch on Riverside Drive, uh, that whole great area up in the hundreds. Uh, Riverside, Amsterdam, West End. Uh, all I have to say is that if you're coming to New York and you spend your time over on the east side, you are truly, and I really mean it, you are truly missing New York. A flavor. By the way, Lincoln Center is on the west side, in case you're curious about some of our more elegant areas. Maybe that's where Lenny saw it, you know. <laughs> oh, this is WOR New York. You stay tuned for Lester Smith and the News.